And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Wiggins drives and finishes! Exclamation point from Andrew Wiggins! did you want to send with that dunk late in the fourth quarter? Ah, uh, we're here. You know we're here and you know we're hungry and we want this. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Keith Parrish for your NBA Finals Game 5 recap. Before we start, don't forget you can get this podcast with no ads by subscribing at theathletic.com slash NBA show. Keith, if I had woken you up this morning and said Steph Curry is going to go 0 for 9 from 3, would you guess that they'd be heading to Boston with a 3-2 series lead? I would not, Dave. I did not expect yeah, well, Steph Curry to have this first playoff game of his career without a made three-pointer. And it wouldn't matter. Carried over the finish line by an unbelievable Andrew Wiggins performance. Also help from other guys. But yeah, what a surprising way for this game five to go. 104 to 94, the Warriors win game five in San Francisco. And Andrew Wiggins was absolutely massive in this game. He had 26 points and 13 rebounds. And we're going to get to the individual performances in a minute. But Keith, this game started out just so awfully for the Boston Celtics. I mean, they were eight of 24 from the field in the first quarter. O of 12 from three to start the game. And they were just throwing the ball all over the gym early. And the Warriors looked locked in in that first quarter. I feel like in the first four games of this series, the first halves were highly contested, a little bit rough around the edges, but entertaining kind of, I don't want to say frantic, but there was an edge to them where you're like, all right, this is intense. I can feel the intensity and neither team is playing their best, but it's still fun to watch. This was the first half where I was like, Boston is a mess. They're not getting any of the looks they want. You can credit the Warriors in their defense. And you can also say maybe it's some variance. It's just the three-pointers not going in. But the not making three-pointers mixed with those turnovers just really made you feel like Boston is is struggling out there. They do. This is like the first time I felt like th- this is not the Celtics that I'm accustomed to seeing. Yeah, and the Warriors continued the run that they started in the first quarter. In the second quarter, they they took a 12-point lead into halftime. And these third quarters in this series, Keith, have just been punch after punch after punch. And this time, Boston came out of the gate. I'm, I want to know what Ime was yelling at them in the locker room because they came out of the gate fired up, Keith. They cut that 12-point halftime lead down to two. Within the first two minutes of the third quarter, we talked about them going over 12 from three to start the game. 
Well, they hit eight straight threes, and uh, that certainly helps uh, get get you back into the action, Keith. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. At halftime of this game, I was watching it with some people online, and we were just like, at halftime, it's like, well, the Celtics looked terrible in the first half, and they normally get smoked in the third quarters. Is this over, or are they going to put up a fight? And they put up a great fight. They came out, they opened up with a big run, and like you said, it was almost comical where it's like neither one of these teams – could make three-pointers, and then every Boston three-pointer went down. Yeah, Jalen Brown forced a couple of trips to the line. The defense was all over the place. Jalen Brown had a great steal on, on a kind of a lazy pass to Clay Thompson, turned that into some free throws. Jason Tatum hit a, a few threes in a row, just started to find his rhythm, and they cut that lead down. Then Boston takes a lead on an Al Horford three to make it 58-55. They had held the Warriors to only four points after halftime at that point, um, then the Warriors kind of turned around. They found their footing and they finished off a flurry at the end of the third quarter with Jordan Poole. Just, I mean, I don't know this guy. He has the confidence of a golden retriever. Just <laughs> nothing seems to bother him. And he hits, he hits a couple shots, then hits another half court heave buzzer. Beater, another one. And I, you know, it's not fair. Listen. Dave. It's not fair that the team that has Steph Curry, who's made these buzzer beating, wild end of quarter shots before in the playoffs before now they have another guy who's making these ridiculous buzzer beaters just out of the blue. Jordan pulls like, this is my time. This is what I do. That was a huge shot. I mean, after that massive third quarter where everything was falling for the Celtics, they stormed back, they took the lead and all of a sudden, you know, they're going to the fourth quarter up, but that was just a momentum swing to, to, to cut it to one. And it set up a, this, dominant fourth quarter from the Warriors. Yeah, that that buzzer beater gave the Warriors uh, a one-point lead, and then the Warriors came out of the gate in the fourth with a 7-0 run to trigger a Boston timeout. And, and the, the big important thing here, Keith, was Clay Thompson looking pretty good, hit a three there that actually triggered the timeout, but they extended their lead with Steph on the bench, and that just hadn't happened at, ever in this series. Right. It, it, the, the way that... Steph and Clay stepped up when, you know, Steph doesn't have it going on this night. And that's kind of the thing of the Warriors. And that's been the strength of them. Even when Clay has rocky games, you're like, but he's still Clay Thompson. And you still know he's going to come through when you need him. If it's in a game five or a game six, like he's done a lot of times in his career. And just in these little small moments, if it is Jordan Poole making a play, if it is, you know, Clay knocking down the three pointers with Steph's on the bench and, and on the flip side, those guys really locked up the Warriors. I mean, really locked up the Celtics. And the Celtics suddenly found themselves just like they were in the first half. They couldn't buy a bucket. And they had so much trouble generating any good looks. And it just kept building. And then the Andrew Wiggins momentum. Like, I, I'm sorry. I mean, Andrew, I'm still flying high over this Andrew Wiggins game. Well, I, I guess this is kind of the end of the competitive portion of the basketball because the Warriors really just maintained their lead and then continued to build on it. They didn't get quite back up to the 16-point lead that they had in that first half, but the game was pretty well in hand for them uh, basically after that run to start the fourth. They, they didn't really feel threatened at, at any point. Did you feel, Keith? I, I, I really didn't. In the fourth quarter, you kind of feel it like trying to figure out with six minutes to go. It's like, all right, the Celtics are down 10. To reasonably win this game, how many more points are they going to have to score? It's like, like 22? 
yeah, they're not scoring 22 more points. Like you never felt like they could, they could generate the offense. If you throw out that third quarter, the Celtics scored 59 points in the first, second and fourth quarters. They scored 59 points. This Warriors team had them locked up and they just couldn't generate maybe some of the, the offense. Like there were times in the series where the Celtics adjusted and like, all right, we're going to back cut. They're playing us really close. We're going to try to get in the paint a little bit more. We're going to drive to the bucket. Um, we think we can beat our men individually. And none of that seemed available to the Celtics tonight as the Warriors just really locked down on the defensive end. Yeah, and it did not help that Boston was really playing for the Warriors a lot. I mean, the turnovers, it's been a problem for for Boston all playoffs. It's been a it's always a problem when you're playing Golden State. But I got to highlight Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, man. They were not great in this game. I mean, Tatum hit some shots, scored some points, but only 8 assists to 9 turnovers. And that to me, Keith, that's your ball game. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to like criticize Tatum too much. He's carrying such a huge load. He finishes with 27 points, but like Jalen Brown, you got to have more this Celtics team. If you're going to get nothing from your bench and they quite literally, I think at halftime, the Celtics bench had one point, but they actually, they finished with four points. Grant Williams, Derek White, Peyton Pritchard, you know, combined for four points. And so like you're relying so heavily on your starters and when one of those guys, one of those big scorers just doesn't have it, like Jalen Brown, he goes five for 18. And like you said, those turnovers, five turnovers for Jalen Brown against only four assists. Like that's, just, that's a, that's a tough way for the Celtics to, to have to face this Warriors team. Yeah. The, the turnovers really, it was a disaster. And, and Keith, let's swing it to the other side because it feels like the Warriors just have everything going right for them. And it starts with Draymond to me, Draymond looked just awful in in the last couple of games and he really turned around he did it on both ends it's, it's funny to say this because he fouled out in the game but I, I thought that he was more together mentally on the court than we've seen in the series he did he wasn't as reckless it seemed like he was more under control and he was making plays that just weren't there for him the last couple of games yeah it's hard for me to assess like how locked in a player is maybe it's whatever factors can contribute to him looking a little wild or not as in control, but you're right that this was a good bounce back game for Draymond who had really struggled in a couple of the previous games. And he was there on defense is there on the playmaking, getting the boards, being able to, to just finish simple stuff, but also like, it was the depth pieces. I mean, you had Gary Payton was awesome in this game. Gary Payton too, with a huge game off the bench. We already talked about Jordan Poole. I mean, him putting together 14 points and what 14 minutes, basically like that. That's, that's the microwave score you want. I mean, it's just a huge team performance when Steph has a weird Oh, for nine game, but also Steph, like beyond the shooting. Like he, he was setting his guys up. Like he was playing well. It, it, it was a very good just team performance. Again, highlighted by Wiggins, the Wiggins game. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll stop yelling about it. Yeah. <laughs> so Steph, Steph um, you know, I, I think he had a great game. It's just that you can't just focus on whether the ball goes through the hoop or not. He was still, his movement was there. The playmaking was certainly there. I mean, th this has been one of the best passing playoff series of Steph's career, in my opinion. And, and that continued in this game. Well, you, you pointed out Tatum and Brown combined eight assists, nine turnovers, Steph Curry, eight assists, one turnover. There's Ball your game. game. 
I mean, yeah, his ability to make stuff happen when even when that three ball isn't falling is huge for the Warriors. Obviously, they win the game because of it, but his gravity still opens stuff up. And, you know, we're going to now talk about Andrew Wiggins. I know you're excited. Andrew Wiggins was (laughs) 0 for 6 from three and still put up 26 points and 13 rebounds. And his rebounding has been huge all playoffs long, and they need it against the Celtics team that has the size advantage. He was fantastic, and he caps it off, Keith, with a drive and a dunk, just right on. I mean, just all over Boston. It it was a a beautiful performance and a storybook exclamation point with the dunk there at the end, Keith. You know, if it is an exclamation point, if it is, if this 3-2 lead for the Warriors leads to them ending up with the NBA title, it's like a total career-defining change for Andrew Wiggins. This guy already, this postseason has already changed all the nerves that were around him um, when he was in Minnesota and even playing on the Warriors last year, like this playoff run, he's just really kind of totally transformed how people view him and and to cap it off with, you know, scoring 26 points and the way he's done it, where he's been kind of a glue guy. He's been a defensive stopper. He's guarded all manner of players throughout this playoff run. He's crashed the glass over and over. And then in this, to to have such a huge explosion on such a big stage to do that, like it with the dunk and even like the three point shot. All right. He missed all his three pointers. Just like Steph, you know, you start off the show asking me, you know, if I told you Steph was over nine, what if you told me Steph and Wiggins were combined 0 for 15, but those guys both made positive impacts on the game constantly, despite those shots not falling. And maybe you could, you know, flip it over to the Celtics and you can say when their shots don't go in, some of the guys are not able to make those positive contributions in the same manner. Yeah. Not a lot happening for them when the shots don't fall. And this has been a problem for Boston. And we talked about this on Nerder last week. How much they trust their offense just waxes and wanes throughout the game. And and they they don't know their identity on offense, or at least they don't trust it. And with the Warriors, they just do what they do over and over and over and over again, looking for the holes. And they found the holes in, in this Boston defense. And it's hard to get the points. Boston is still really defending the hell out of the Warriors. I mean, I, you got to tip your cap because they have maintained really good defense against the Warriors but the Warriors are able to lock them down and they're just scoring so much better than Boston is. Well, it feels like that stuff that the Warriors were saying that like Draymond was saying that clay was saying when they were down two one where they're like, we're good. We know who we are. (laughs) You know, like, Oh, this feels like 2015. Like they've been here. They've done this. Maybe like, yeah, Wiggins hasn't done it. Gary Payton too hasn't done it, but the guy's soaking up the huge minutes you have this dynasty of the warriors and they're like, yeah, we're just going to do our stuff. We're going to, we're going to run our stuff and we're going to generate some okay looks. And when I'm watching this game and when I watch game four, I'm watching the Celtics. And I think, I think the Celtics are maybe more talented, but the warriors make me feel more confident. They seem to know what they're doing. And I know if they're up by 12 with six minutes to go, well, the warriors are going to, are going to spend 20 seconds and get an okay look. And then they're going to come down and, and play defense. And on the, other, the the flip side, it's like, well, I don't know what the Celtics are going to do. Possession by possession. I'm not sure what's going to happen this trip down the court. And neither 
Neither do they, Keith. That's the thing is that neither do they. And that's been the big problem. When their offense is going great, they stop trusting it. And when it's going wrong, they throw it out the window completely. And this is why we, you know, we've kind of gone back and forth between whether or not we can trust them. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Let's look ahead to game six on Thursday, Keith. Uh, is Steph Curry going to make a three? You know, the finals MVP voters are going to have quite the pickle if Steph drops a, a five for 19 in game six. Uh, then we're going to have, you know, it's, it's I don't know. I, I don't envy that decision. No, I don't, you know, obviously Steph's, he's going to make a three. He's going to make a three. What, what is he? He's 132 for 133 in playoff games. Yeah, I, I, yes. I'm, I'm going to say yes. Uh, yes, Dave. My game six preview is Steph Curry makes a three-pointer. There we go. That's going to do it for today's show, folks. Hope you guys have been enjoying the basketball. This was one of the best finals games that I've seen since I started covering the league. So I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. For Keith, I'm Dave. This has been the Daily Ding. Keep it locked in to the Athletic NBA show. We got great stuff all week. Davide in the back. Hi, Steph. Uh, Davide Kinilato with the Gazette in Italy. I have two for you. One is about your T-shirt. I can, I can read the final part. Aisha Curry can cook. Can you tell me the backstory of that? Uh, you got to ask around the room and, and, uh, and ask Twitter. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.